Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, it's Andy Bueller, high school sports reporter and host of the Scorebook Live Today podcast. So the coronavirus has shut down schools and halted high school sports, but we're taking things up a notch in hopes to help during this time of great uncertainty. Each day we're releasing a special episode of this podcast called Dickow's Quarantine Series, where our own Dan Dickow interviews an expert in their respective field from coaches to trainers, authors to uh, former standout athletes. Subscribe to this podcast for free. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep everyone safe by washing your hands and following the governor's stay-at-home mandate. We're just as excited for high school sports to return as you are. Here's Dan Dickow after a word from our sponsor. Are you a small business impacted by the coronavirus? Washington Federal is here to help. Washington Federal is a proud sponsor of Scorebook Live, and it's offering a five-year business line of credit with 90 days interest for free to businesses that have seen a 10% or greater drop. Apply now to receive up to $200,000 on business lines of credit. The folks at Washington Federal understand small businesses may need an emergency loan. They're doing their best to help during this global pandemic. If you're a small business owner who needs help, head to wafdbank.com to apply. Questions? Email business.lifeline at wafd.com. Dan Dickow, Scorebook Live Washington, today with our podcast series during the quarantine, where I bring you an interview with uh, somebody that is an expert in the field of sports, whether it's a coach, a player, an author. This time we've got a unique vantage point into the world of sports, a agent, he represented me during my playing career. He represents a number of really high profile athletes in the NBA, such as Bradley Beal, Gordon Hayward, uh, some NFL guys, Kurt Warner, Super Bowl champion, Kirk Cousins. Mark, thanks for joining us. Appreciate having you on. How's life in Chicago right now? Life in Chicago is a little surreal. You know, it's uh, there's just not much going on in terms of just human, <laughs> seeing people walking around or cars going by. You know, a, a vibrant city like this, it's 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 almost like an apocalypse. You look outside and there's just there's no sign of human life for the most part. So people are certainly adhering to the orders from the government, and uh, I think it has paid dividends. The, the spread of the virus has certainly slowed down, and we'll see what the next couple of weeks bring. Yeah, it's definitely interesting and unique times now for our country. And I just hope that uh, we can get through this um, as quickly as possible. With our series, as I mentioned, we're, we're, we're bringing unique perspectives um, to parents, coaches, student athletes here in the state of Washington that, that listen to our podcast. A lot of people want to get into sports, whether as an athlete, a coach, but there's also the ability to get into sports uh, on the business side of things. We've had some... Uh, executives in the NBA front office that have joined. You're an agent. How did you take your love for sports as a young kid uh, and get into the world of sports? Because if I'm not mistaken, you started off in the world of finance. Correct. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was a, played my whole life. I mean, my whole day revolved around sports. You know, I was one of those kids in my driveway working on my hoop game, you know, seven, eight hours a day, every day. And 
you know, I had those dreams of playing in the NBA until reality kicked in that it wasn't going to happen at some point. Um, and so, um, you know, I'd always in the back of my mind wondered, you know, was there a role for me somewhere in the business world of sports? Went to Northwestern's Kellogg School to get my MBA. I came out of there and uh, started working for Morgan Stanley in investment banking. I was actually doing foreign exchange arbitrage, you know, buying the dollar, selling the yen, you know, versus the pound, the Swiss, uh, you know, every, every currency in the world. So that was what I was doing. So I was basically, you know, even though I was in Chicago, I was working with uh, the guys on Wall Street in our Chicago office. And, um, you know, I still had this idea in the back of my mind. And after doing that for a year and a half, I just sort of had this entrepreneurial idea of starting up this business, uh, representing athletes and getting involved in the NBA and the NFL. I had no idea how tough it would really be. And so I kind of did it uh, while I was still working for Morgan Stanley because I was doing foreign exchange arbitrage. My days would start at sort of five in the morning because we had the European markets and I'd be done around 2.30 and then from three until whenever, I was trying to figure out and learn this business. And I kind of did that for about a year until I decided I was gonna go all in and, and, and kind of start this thing up from scratch. And so it, it was a, it's been a long journey. Um, it's, uh, you know, I think anything, anytime you're doing something from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you run into things you can never even imagine in terms of roadblocks. But, um, you know, it's been very gratifying. We've been just very, very fortunate, lucky to get involved with a lot of not just great athletes, but great individuals like yourself that have really helped us build the business. Um, and so that's, it was, it was something that was in the back of my mind, even though I was going into investment banking. And when I saw an opportunity to do it, I, I kind of jumped both feet in and, and that's where we're at today. You and your agency represent basketball and football players at the highest levels. We're at a unique time. Obviously, there's a stoppage in the NBA due to everything going on. But that doesn't mean NBA personnel in front office are not preparing for the NBA draft that's going to be coming up. The NFL draft is coming up very soon as well. How are you kind of managing your day and how are you getting your clients prepared not knowing the timing of everything that's going to happen, the uncertainty, and communicating with them as well as the, the front o the offices of the NBA and the NFL to prepare? Sure. No, my days are very full right now, that's for sure. So uh, there's a lot of things going on. You know, first off, it was just dealing as the virus came down and, you know, how to uh, sort of communicate with the players and making sure they understood what was happening. I think everybody was you know, just very fearful. We were in uncharted times. Uh, we had a number of players playing overseas in Europe that we had to get back and kind of work on the logistics of getting all of them home safely. And, and so now, you know, with the NBA players, uh, it's really about making sure that we're trying to give them everything that they can get in terms of resources and tools to keep themselves in shape because the league certainly wants to try to come back and finish the season um, and to get as many regular season games as they can and hopefully the playoffs. I, we're not tough to tell at this time whether we'll actually be able to get pull that off, but you know, we want to make sure the players are prepared so that if we do get back to playing, you know, they're healthy and they're in great shape and they're ready to go. Um, and so, you know, it's just constant communication with the players on a daily basis on making sure they're getting everything that they need to, you know, to the best that they can. Obviously, we're all handcuffed with the resources that any of us have right now. It's not, this is not normal, but we're, that, that's a daily process. And, and then it's just, you know, kind of running the business is, you know, we've got 35 employees. So um, just communicating with everybody, tons and tons of Zoom 
calls, you know, uh, that go on all throughout the day uh, with the different departments of our company and making sure everybody is on board and everybody's got the same sort of understanding of what we're trying to accomplish on a you know daily and weekly basis. And, and so it's, it's, it's long days right now, not, not to mention we're also just finishing, you know, our recruiting process for this year, for this year's draft, which is another unknown, you know, when will the NBA draft be this year? You know, will it, will it be on, on the date that's scheduled June 25th or, or will it get moved back? And if we have a season it will undoubtedly get moved back, it could get moved back as late as September, you know, if the NBA season goes to the, to the end of August or so. So, um, so there's a lot to deal with. And, and I think as I'm sure, you know, the, the news cycle nowadays, you know, every day feels like a month, you know, things change so quickly, you know, by the hour and you got to be able to adjust to what the news that's coming out of Washington and all the local governments. You started priority sports while you were in the finance world. And I can only imagine things have changed immensely about the amount of money that's come into to sports, the, the way that you interact with players and, and interact with front offices, the amount of uh, information that is out there. How has the industry changed and how if somebody who, who's listening to this as a young person wanted to get into the business, how would you give them advice to go about doing that? Well, the industry has changed, you know, in so many ways. Um, you know, obviously, first of all, the money has increased, you know, where we're at in the salary caps, both in the NBA and the NFL compared to where it was when I started. You know, it's, um, you know, it, it's a different stratosphere, to say the least. Uh, but I think the other thing is that this, the, the rapid fire frequency of the way things move in today in society in general now, you know, with social media, the news cycle, everything moves so quickly. Um, so the, and because of that, your communication with the client, your clients is just rapid fire because you have to keep communicating with everything that's happening in their world and what's happening in their world is just, is, is moves at, like I said before, at, at a rapid pace. So I think the intensity of the day, uh, the intensity of the relationship with the players is, is greater than it's probably ever been just because of, like I said, with, with that news cycle. Um, in, in terms of, uh, you know, getting into the business, uh, you know, it's, it's a very tough business to kind of break into. I, I don't think you could do it the way that I did it in terms of just kind of starting from scratch because the barriers to entry are so great. I mean, just in a, in a typical draft class, you know, as we get our players ready for the, for the draft, whether it be the NFL or the NBA, you know, we're going to probably spend, you know, $35,000, $40,000 per player, you know, just in terms of their training costs and getting them prepared for going through the combine and the workout, visiting with the teams and pro days and things of that nature. So um, there's, there's tremendous barriers to entry. I think the best way to get in is, is, to, is to do internships, is to study everything you can about the business. The, one, the good thing is there is so much information out there nowadays, so much you can read, podcasts like yours that you can listen to and learn about the business. And so I think getting out and just uh, uh, creating a network of people that you get to know and meet. And, and it, that's the one thing about the sports world. It is a small world. It's, it's gigantic, but it's small. Everybody seems to know each other at some level. And I think the more you can network, uh, and then you need a little bit of luck to kind of find, find yourself in the right place at the right time. There's uh, been some recent news in, in the NBA and the G League and the college basketball circles of, of players skipping college and going now directly to the G League and they're trying to find different ways of they've talked about ways of paying college athletes in different ways through their likeness as an agent how do you keep 
up to date with all that information? And is there a true sounding board between the NBA college and, and agents like yourself who will honestly, I would imagine, kind of be that middle ground to help people and players make the correct decision of what's for them uh, if the opportunity is presented to them? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of elements of the current system um, that can be vastly improved uh, to make it uh, a better environment for everybody, to make it more transparent. Uh, and, and so there's, you know, I've had numerous, numerous talks with the NCAA, with the players associations about things that I think can be done. I actually am a, you know, a huge proponent of college basketball, college football. I think those experiences that a young person goes through on a college campus, uh, being around, you know, people your own age from all different walks of life um, and going through those experiences, how you grow emotionally during all that and, and, and just the, the joy, and I know you could speak to it, you know, the experiences, the relationships that you had playing college basketball, probably far outweigh, you know, you know, the relationships that you had in the NBA. It's just, it's a different, it's a, it's a different community. It's a different brotherhood that you have with your college teammates. And so I think there is so much for someone to gain from the college experience, but I think the NCAA has got to open up their eyes and, and create reasons for kids to want to stay in college instead of chasing them away, you know? So uh, it, there, I, I, there's a lot of suggestions that I've kind of authored um, that I think would help. Uh, and there's, you know, there are certainly, there's, there's kids out there that, you know, college might not be for them. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and they don't want to be on a college campus and they want to find a way to make a living and to take advantage of their talents, you know, right out of high school. And, and if there's avenues for them to do that, they certainly should have the ability to do it. But I, but I do personally think that, um, you know, if, if someone who makes the right choice, the right school uh, can have an incredible experience and can gain so much, not just with their game, but also kind of growing up uh, at a college campus. Last question, Mark, before I let you go, and we really appreciate your time because I know how busy you are every day. Negotiating a contract at the professional level, I I'm sure there's been some athletes that have very unique in their requests for you to add into their uh, contract, or there's been maybe some, some clauses that teams have asked to be put in there. Does any particular negotiation for a certain contract stand out to you as being memorable? Well, you know, the, the, every deal kind of has its own life. It's its own sequence of events. And, um, you know, you become so close with your players. I mean, they really become family and you feel such a sense of, of, uh, obligation and, and responsibility to just, you know, as you know, I mean, an NBA and NFL career is such a short window in a player's life, and they have worked so hard to have that opportunity uh, to, to, to hopefully create financial wealth for their family so that they can move on to the next stage of their life and do the things they want to be able to do. So for me personally, every deal, um, it is, it's, it's personal, and that's, that's the way it feels. And, and so I'm not sure if there's one that sticks out because, uh, you know, there may be a max deal that you're doing for Bradley Beal or Gordon Hayward, but that minimum deal that you're doing for someone else might have as much meaning for them and, and, have as, and, and do as much for their lives as, as, as a max deal for, for somebody else. So I think that, um, you know, in terms of the, the, the actual negotiations, um, you know, there's, there's, there's certain elements of the deal that, that obviously are complicated and you get very 
deep into, but you can't get you can't get too far outside the norm anymore because of the collective bargaining agreement. Like there's certain things that you can't negotiate in because you'd be circumventing the salary cap. So, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, there are some perks you might be able to negotiate in a contract that, you know, that, 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 that nowadays you just can't do because like, again, you'd be circumventing the salary cap, but, but there's certainly still an awful lot that we are dealing with. And, and you, 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 at the end of the day, the most important thing for me uh, is you want your clients to, you want them to reach their dreams. You want them to have great success. You want them to have great memories, enjoy every moment. And then, and then on the economic side, you know, you try to do everything you can to create financial wealth for them so that they can, you know, live a wonderful life when their playing days are over. Well, Mark, always good to, good to chat. Thank you for joining us on the Scoreboard Live Washington Today podcast. And uh, stay healthy in Chicago. And, and hopefully we can get this through this as a country soon. And there will be the NBA draft, the NFL draft. And we can get back to uh, watching and competing in, in, in broadcasting of, of sports like we all want. Uh, absolutely. And congrats to you, Dan. You're doing unbelievable things. It's, uh, I could not be more proud of you. I think uh, what you're doing in your, in your business world and all the different areas you're touching is terrific. And then a program like this where you're giving back to kids and providing opportunities and information, education, I think is, is just terrific. So I, I, we, are, we all of us here, we could not be more proud of you. Appreciate it. Thanks again and stay safe, Mark. You got it. I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.